Welcome to Ashley Unscripted, the podcast that's your go-to source for unfiltered, candid conversations about life, love, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'll be here to spill the tea, dish out advice, and share personal stories that will make you feel like you're chatting with your best friend at a cozy sleepover. Tune in as we dive into the real talk that matters to you, from navigating the complexities of dating and relationships to dissecting the latest pop culture headlines. No topic is off limits and no filter is needed. The podcast is all about creating a safe, inclusive space where listeners can come to unwind, laugh, and relate. Join me as I share my own experiences, chat with relatable guests, and explore the fascinating world of human connections, all while keeping it light, lighthearted and engaging. Whether you're seeking advice, looking for a fresh perspective, or just want to be a part of a warm, welcoming community, Ashley Unscripted is a podcast that's here to make you feel at home. So grab your favorite snack, settle in, and get ready for a dose of girl talk that's unfiltered as it gets. Remember, you're not alone, and we're in this together. And every episode is like a heart-to-heart conversation with your closest best friend. Welcome to Ashley Unscripted. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Ashley Unscripted. I know I have been gone for a long time, and I'm gonna be honest, it's hard keeping yourself accountable when you're working towards a goal. Especially one where it's like you're trying to build a project where you're working for yourself. I'm still trying to get into this entrepreneurial mindset, but anyway, we move forward. So what have I been up to this whole time? Let me tell you, this summer has been jam-packed with activities. I think this is the first summer where I have had things to do, at least for the later half of the summer. I'm trying to think, did I do anything in June? I don't think so, but this is like the first summer where I've actually had things to look forward to, which was so exciting. Um, my partner came to visit for the first time from London. I was so excited to host her for two weeks. Um, her birthday's in July, July 4th. So we went up to New York for a few days and that was her first time ever being in New York. And that was my first time being in New York without like family, without being there with someone who's from New York. So I had to be the tour guide and I'm not used to having to be the tour guide in areas I don't know that well. Um, We were supposed to meet up with one of her old college friends who lived in New York for a while before she moved out to California and she ended up bailing on us for her own friends in New York. And it was really wild because like the only reason she was even in New York was for my partner's birthday and she did not show up. So it's kind of like, well, why'd you come if you weren't actually going to, like, if you weren't actually going to celebrate with us, right? Um, she kept saying, like, oh, well, I'm busy this day, I'm busy that day. But, like, she, she made sure to make time for the activity we were going to do, right, which was going to be the jet skis um, on the, I think it's the Hudson River, it was going to be, like, a jet ski tour. And she ended up, we ended up not being able to do that, but I'll get into that, but, like, she kept bailing on us. She kept saying she had plans with her friends, like they were going to these day parties, brunch and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, well, why not just invite us to go along with you? Like, we're literally here to turn up and have fun. Like, why can't we come along with you with your friends? Like, the only reason you're in New York, really, like you weren't planning to come to New York, mind you, before my partner reached out and said, hey, I'm coming to New York, you should meet up with us. Like, you only came for my partner's birthday. And then you end up dissing us, basically, for your friends. 
But outside of that, basically, um, New York was so much fun. I took the subway for the first time. Well, not necessarily for the first time, but like by myself without going with someone who's a native New Yorker. And it actually wasn't too bad. I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> but something else, like I didn't realize that like weed was legal in New York and so we came across a lot of smoke shops so we went into one and we got ourselves some weed we got ourselves some um edibles and um we had a good time in Central Park we ended up taking the edibles right in the hotel room and we made that rookie mistake instead of being patient to see how the first one reacts we ended up eating all of them at once so I think she had five and I had the other five and we ended up <laughs> we ended up sleep we ended up slumped okay we went right to bed and the crazy thing is like I kept waking up and I'm like what time is it like I wasn't even like aware that we had fallen asleep because I kept saying like this isn't working this isn't working and then next thing you know I'm like sleeping and then I wake up and like my eyes are bloodshot I'm like oh my gosh like this definitely worked and like I look over to her and she's like still in the bed like and not like she's still in the bed like I got up and she's like, oh, like she's like not moving in the bed and I'm like so nervous at this point I'm like oh my gosh she's dead what am I going to do and I'm trying to wake her up mind you I'm barely even like moving her and I'm like whatever and I like roll back to sleep I'm telling you it was a good time had by all um I would not advise taking a whole edible I know I know rookie mistake like we both knew like we had to be patient it takes a while for it to kick in but like it wasn't kicking in fast enough and then next thing you know we're both sleeping like it even happened like because her birthday is on the fourth of july so i planned for us to go see i think it's the macy's fireworks or whatever display um and i was gonna have us go and see that we fell asleep after dinner like we okay we had the edible before dinner and then we had drinks at dinner which helped the edible kick in pro tip i don't even know if this is a pro tip but like if you are waiting for your edible to kick in and it's not, I say go and get start drinking a little bit. And I think like that cross faded feeling, it, it's it's amazing. I'm telling you, like don't overdo it, obviously, but it's a nice feeling, like to have like a nice buzz. You like really relax and stuff. Anyway, so we had drinks at dinner. It kicks in. Now we're both like, what are we gonna do now? We go back to the hotel because like dinner was like at five, right? Because back to what I was saying about the friend like I I made dinner plans at like 5 5 30 because she was leaving that night and like her flight was even at like seven or eight and so I was like okay I'll make dinner earlier in the day so she can come to dinner before her flight she ended up not coming to the dinner at all because like we ended up being like girl don't even worry about it like you clearly don't want to be here to celebrate like we're not going to force you to so dinner ends at like six or something so we had all this time to kill before the fireworks come out because it's summer the sun doesn't set till almost midnight so we have to wait till like nine ten o'clock for the show to start so we go back to the hotel and we go to sleep because we're cross-faded at this point oh, and then we wake up i wake up at like 11 p.m to the sound of fireworks right and so I go to look out the window and I don't see any fireworks. I'm thinking, how come I heard these fireworks, but I didn't hear the fireworks from the show earlier, right? So I'm thinking, that was weird. I'm like, we slept through the whole thing. Like, womp womp. That, that really sucked. Um, and then, what else did we do? Um, oh yeah, we ended up going out to a nightclub, I think like the night before 
actual birthday, so like on the 3rd of July. And it was actually pretty fun. We did get caught in the rain waiting outside the club to get in. Um, but I actually had a good time going there. But an incident sort of went down as we were getting into the club that kind of turned my partner's mood a bit. Um, so we ended up not having as much fun as we were hoping to have. And then we ended up having a big fight, actually. Well, not maybe a big fight, but we ended up kind of getting into it after the club. And it was a whole thing. And she wasn't talking to me. Like, she went to go sleep in the bathtub to get away from me instead of just us having a conversation of, like, what was on her mind and how she was feeling. So that kind of, like, made things a little... It kind of put a downer onto the evening, to be honest. But, like, besides that, honestly, um, we had a really great time in New York. On her birthday... Was it her birthday? Yeah. I planned, like I mentioned, to do jet skis as, like, the big birthday activity because she loves to do adventurous stuff. And it ended up not working out because it rained all morning. And, like, they'll let you go out in the rain, but since it was lightning a little bit, they won't let you go out in the water, obviously, because of lightning. And so they they were trying to hold off to see how the weather was doing, and they hold and they held off for a while. But then, and like we were even on the jet skis getting ready to go out, but then the weather was still saying, "Hey, we're gonna keep acting the fool." So they're like, "All right, guys, we had we can't go out because if we keep waiting any longer, then it's gonna get into the time of the next tour group." So we ended up having to leave. Tell me why. The moment we get off those jet skis, get our stuff, and like we're walking around trying to figure out what to do next, the sun comes out. The sun comes out. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's hot as heck. The the rainwater evaporates from the ground. Like you wouldn't even think it just poured rain all morning. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like I was looking forward to this. I was really nervous. I was looking forward to doing this fun activity. And then our tour time got rained out because the group before us got to go, even though it was raining for them. My group couldn't go. And then the group after us gets to go with, like, sunny blue skies. Like, what are the odds of something like that? Like, whenever things like that happen to me, I'm thinking maybe God is looking out for me. Because there's no way that, like, all the tour groups that day got to go but mine. So, I don't know. God probably was like, nah, I'm looking out for you. You have a life to live. And today is not the day for you to lose it. I don't know, but I try not to get angry in those moments because it's more of a, it's like a bigger sign for me that like God is looking out for your girl. So maybe next time we're in New York or maybe if we're traveling somewhere else, we can do a jet ski activity. But that was like the big birthday activity outside of dinner. And then what we ended up doing, right? So we took an Uber to the jet skis, which is in New Jersey. Um, and the Uber was like 50 bucks, 50 bucks to get there, right? And like I had a plan for us, like we were taking the subway to get there and we were going to hop on the ferry to get to New Jersey. But then we were so late that we were going to miss the ferry. So then we tried to take the ferry back to New York and it turned out that the ferry we were going to take there wasn't even running that day. So we had to take an Uber no matter what. Um, so leaving, we had to figure out, okay, we're going to pay another 50 bucks to take an Uber. Or are we going to walk there? Like, I mean, it really isn't that drastic. I mean, it's a bit of a walk, I'll tell you that. But, like, it was really right across the, the, the river, right? 
so we come across these bikes and so we had ridden the city bikes before but like I haven't ridden a bike in a long time so riding the actual manual bike wasn't going to do it so we were able to find two electric bikes um, and we rode from New Jersey back to New York um, we ended up being able to find a ferry to take us across the river to New York so we put our bikes on the, on the ferry got to New York and then we rode all the way up back to our hotel and it started to pour rain again and we were riding in the rain and I'm like this is some crazy shit white people do but it was actually the most fun I've had like I I don't really let myself kind of do spontaneous fun stuff like that but I had a I had a grand old time um we were riding in the rain and that bike ride actually was like maybe 20 bucks and it took us maybe like an hour an hour and a half to get back to the hotel which was in Times Square um, and this sounds crazy, right? Like, Ashley, how are you biking from New Jersey all the way up to Times Square? It really is not that far of a bike, especially on the electric bikes. And, like, what we, like, we rode through, like, this park for most of the time anyway. So we were on a bike path. Like, riding in the actual street kind of makes me nervous, but we had a grand old time. Like, we were just making our way up the street, and we made it back to our hotel before dinner. We were able to get changed and stuff, and we went out. So... New York is a lot of fun if you kind of know what to do. I say always find a party to go to. Make sure you can try to find something that's a little bit on the cheaper side because these parties can be expensive as hell. Expensive. And like the party we went to was on a rooftop and that rooftop was not that big. And they're charging a lot of money for something that, that little. Like, come on now. Um, but yeah, I think honestly New York is what you make it. It could be so much fun if you just, you know, step outside your comfort zone a little bit and yeah I mean I loved it I think she loved it um and hopefully we get to go back and next time we can find some other great things to do we can actually do the things we want to do because I was going to plan out a bunch of like touristy stuff but since her friend was going to be there I didn't I didn't plan anything because I thought well maybe her friend might know some things to do or maybe she wouldn't be interested in doing these things and, I'll, and like I don't want to buy these tickets to do all these tours and then her friend is like eh, I don't want to do that and she ended up being like that so I'm really glad I didn't waste well I'm, I'm glad I didn't waste the money on the three tickets I do wish I had gotten tickets for a lot of the other stuff so we could have had some fun things to do during the day but I mean we we figured it out we walked around we we made an adventure of it and that's the beauty of traveling is being able to just find the beauty and the spontaneity of things so yeah can't wait for it to come back i'm headed to london in september for my birthday and I, I just can't wait i'm so excited okay what else has been going on with me um i got a promotion at work which is crazy i don't know if it's a promotion necessarily but i'm moving on to a different team i'll be a business analyst now and this is something i've been working towards for a couple of years honestly ever since i really started at this company a little over three years ago I think around in like 2021, I kind of decided like I think I want to become a business analyst, mainly because of the paycheck. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I heard that they were making like sixty thousand dollars at the time, cause I think I was making like forty thousand in my role. So at the time, I was kind of like, oh wow, I need that kind of money, right? So I'm like, how do I get there? Cause like my degree in school actually lines up with like the business analyst path as one of like one of the career options and so I'm like how do I get 
there like what do I have to do and I talked to many people on what I had to do and everybody made it seem like oh girl you don't need that much experience you just need to do this that and the other and like I had all the experience like the entry-level experience that a lot of people I talked to had because we all came from like the same entry-level associate role but it's taken me two years now to get to this new position um I joined my current team a year ago to help me get to the business analyst role and so now here I am so I'm about to start in September I believe like in about a month um full-time on that team and to be honest and I feel so horrible even admitting this but I feel like I'm not as excited about it as I thought I would be um I don't know I feel I feel horrible like because I am very grateful to not only have a job in this climate this economic climate but I still I'm getting a job promotion to something I've been working towards for so long I guess maybe I'm not feeling as excited about it because it's like two years ago I really wanted this and now here I am two years later and I'm kind of like I don't even want to stay at this company anymore I don't even know if I want this job anymore like I obviously took the role because it's a lot it's more money than what I'm making now it's about ten thousand dollars more than what I'm making now um but even like the paycheck I'm just like I feel like I still need more money now at this point excuse me because like two years ago sixty thousand dollars would have been amazing for me and now I feel like sixty thousand dollars can change my life a little bit but I'm looking at six figures now. Like, I, I need that six-figure paycheck. <laughs> and that sounds so horrible. Like, it's not that I'm not grateful for this opportunity. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I can never take a break from the grind and from needing more. And I don't know if anyone else feels that way about how, like, you can never really truly rest sometimes when it when it comes to reaching your goals um like I've been working towards like I keep saying I've been working towards this goal for two years and now here I am at the goal and I'm not able to I just feel like I'm not able to like really enjoy it to be honest because now I have to keep working to get the money I want to be making so I can move out of my parents house so I can pay my bills pay back my student loans and still feel comfortable enough to go after my career goals like entrepreneurial goals and still be able to do things I enjoy like traveling like I don't even go shopping that often to buy myself clothes I it's hard to even buy food so that like that's <laughs> and I live at home <laughs> but I don't know that's how I feel it's just like it's never enough to just be okay and just sit in the moment of like and take a deep breath like okay I can enjoy this I can feel safe in this like I don't have to look for another job for maybe a couple of years like this will be enough money for me um and so I think what I'm trying to do is like not even worry about the future like something I always worry about is the future and my partner is always like worry about today you can't change yesterday and you can't you, you can't predict the future worry about this moment and so that's what I'm gonna we're gonna doing because right now I'm just like at a moment where where I'm just like I gotta keep going I gotta keep going I, like in six months I'll keep applying for jobs and it's like actually just enjoy this moment of having a new job having new responsibilities trying something new 
and like if this doesn't work out then it doesn't work out like it is what it is but at least I tried um and I will be making a little bit more money than what I'm making now so I'm very grateful for that as well so yeah if any of you out there are in this feeling or in this moment right now where you're feeling like you can't enjoy where you are now you know like give yourself a little bit of time like sit down where you are like enjoy it for a few months if you are able to and then you know get back on the grind because in this economy it kind of is hard to take a break but I think it's necessary to not if you don't want to like feel burnt out from it like in this rat race Okay, so speaking of not feeling burnt out, something else I have been up to is that I went to see Beyonce in concert on the Renaissance World Tour. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She did an amazing job. And let me tell you, if you still haven't gone to see her, um, the clips that are online, I don't think do the concert justice. Like, I'm telling you those clips do not ruin the did not ruin the experience for me at all and there are parts of the concert that people haven't been recording they're just so amazing like her backup singers have a moment while she's backstage changing but I don't really like going to concerts because I don't think many artists do a great job at performing live Beyonce is one of those artists that she can perform live she can perform live okay that's it that's the tweet she can perform live <laughs> she is so 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 good oh my gosh if you ever get the chance to ever see Beyonce go live go live perform live before she retires I say it's an investment it really is like that's an experience that's worth the money you don't even have to really go broke for it because I see a lot of people getting like floor tickets for like 200 bucks like clubs renaissance tickets for 200 bucks like the day of the concert like you can make it work and that's an experience that's worth it to me like I would go and just turn up like I loved it so much I want to go back I'm hoping like the rumors are true about her going back on tour um like she's adding more stops like in Asia I think in Africa south america and maybe back in europe because if she goes back to london and or paris she most definitely will be going back to paris like paris is her her spot but like if she ends up going back to london and paris i definitely want to go when she's in london with my partner and then hopefully my sister would want to come i think i would love to see her in paris because she loves paris and so i think she's going to put on an amazing show in paris like there have been some stops where she performs like thick um and like other songs that she hasn't been performing throughout the entire tour and so i think she's going to really give like a bigger show in paris and so i think i would want to go to paris to get that experience um and then i think i would want to see her again in the united states like that's how amazing this show is like it is like inspiring like she talks about how like she's been doing this for 25 years and it's just like inspiring for someone like me who wants to be working for herself and go after her dreams and it's not always easy especially when a lot of money's involved in it but I don't know it's like every night she sings the same songs and she sounds the exact same like oh my gosh she sounds the exact same like 
Oh my gosh, like some of our favorite artists cannot sing, on, even on the track. But live, Beyonce can hit the same exact notes every single night and dance. Like no one is really doing it like her. Like this is an experience you need to go to. If you have the money, if you, ha- if you are able to get a ticket, please go see Beyonce. Please. I don't care if you're not that huge of a fan. Please go see her. You will not be disappointed. Like, I understand people are like, like you just like certain types of music, this, that, and the other. But you cannot deny the fact that Beyonce is a performer. Okay? You cannot deny that fact. She's good at what she does. She can sing. She can dance. And those are just facts. I don't care what your opinion is. Those are straight up facts. And your opinion is wrong if you think she is not a great singer or performer. Okay, like it's just straight up like it's like saying the sun isn't hot. Okay, Beyonce is talented, and I want everyone to just uh, be in her in her world. Like you would think I'm like her tour manager or something, begging y'all to go see her. Like she's just so amazing, and I don't normally fangirl over people, and I don't really go this hard for celebrities. Trust and believe. I want celebrity culture to be dead. But some people truly do deserve to be celebrated. Like, let's remember, like, why we even have the term celebrity. To celebrate people and their talent. And she's just a talented person. She seems so nice and down to earth. And it's just like, I I want to go see that concert again. I definitely pray she, she continues this tour. Because <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going to be in that. I don't know if I'll be in Club Renaissance because I can't stand it for too long. My feet hurt. I'm definitely going to try to get some more tickets because I want to go back and see her. Um, what else has been happening in my life? I went to Georgia to visit family because um, my cousin and her family are moving to South Korea. Her husband is in the military and so he got stationed in South Korea for about a year or two. And she's been dying to go. Like This is his third time being stationed there and she's been dying to go. So now her and a few of her kids are going to move there. It's so, I don't know if it's surreal or what, but it's like, I don't know. I'm so excited for them, but it's like so sad as well. Cause like usually every summer they come up here and visit us for a week. And then we might go down to Georgia and visit them. So, but my sister and I might try to go out to South Korea to, to see them. So we, we went down to Georgia to, my aunt was throwing her a going away party. And so it was like a two night event. There was, um, the fish fry on Friday night and then the next day was the going away party and so everyone got turned at the fish fry <laughs> like my my cousin's oldest son right he came through with his friend who's a DJ so he was playing all the good tunes everyone was getting drunk like one of my other cousins she just finished her first year in college she ended up getting really drunk and so we didn't know she had been drinking right her dad doesn't know she drinks and parties and stuff and so i didn't know she was drinking with one of my other cousins so then when my cousin who was leaving comes into the room she like offers her a shot so my cousin takes the shot and then we're playing uno and stuff and next thing you know i look over at the on the table and i see my cousin with her head down I'm thinking, is she okay? I remember her earlier saying how tired she felt. And I'm thinking, why is she so tired? But then I'm thinking, oh, maybe she's just really sleepy. I mean, it is getting late. Next thing you know, I look away. I look back. She's gone from the table. I'm like, where did so-and-so go? My sister was like, oh, she got up and ran out of here. I think she's throwing up. I'm thinking, what? what's happening, right? 
it turns out like her and my other cousin had been drinking for a minute like all night basically and like the cousin who was throwing up I think is 18 or 19 my cousin she was drinking with was 18 I probably should not be saying this on the internet I'm sorry but so like they were kind of hiding it from people and so we didn't know she was drinking like that and so that's why she got so sick um so yeah everyone had a good time <laughs> to the point where it's like the next day when the actual going away party was happening people were showing up late because they were still hungover from the night before and like the going away party didn't start till 5 p.m so the bartenders weren't there who were like one of my other cousins and her friends the dj wasn't there to play the tunes it was really like you know like when you show up to the to a restaurant at like 2 p.m and it's like usually an older crowd there's like a senior citizen discount hour that's what it seemed like at the beginning of this um going away event um and then my mom gave such a beautiful speech to her niece and my cousin um that made a lot of us cry and it's just so sad because like there's just, i mean she'll be back but it's just so sad when people like leave and it's like a new chapter in life and i'm just so excited for her and her family and i just pray that like they i think they've left already they should be there by now um and i just pray they have an amazing time god watches over them yeah it was really nice to be able to go and see them before they left um yeah so i think that's what i've been up to this summer it's been a jam-packed fun summer i love summertime like um i love warm weather i love being outside like i really am just i feel like i'm in my element with summertime like it can get hot as heck but i will say i don't have seasonal depression like i do in the winter time so i love summer and hopefully next summer i can have maybe my own little abroad experience as well i'm hope my, one of my dreams would be is to go abroad for like the summer and spend it from like may up until maybe the end of september in europe and then from like i'll have like a base in london right and i can travel to all these different countries because it's a lot cheaper to go from like the uk to like spain and france and ireland and scotland and even like countries in africa and like it's just a cheaper flight because they're a lot closer to one another than it is for me to come from America over to Europe. So that is one of my goals. I would like to be able to spend the summer, like summering in Europe, you know, <laughs> like that is something I just, that's how much freedom I want to be able to have in my life is where I can get up and just go and not have a worry in the world. But yeah, I'm going to take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about how Tory Lanez was sentenced to 10 years, y'all, 10 years in prison. Okay, so let's discuss Tory Lanez being sentenced to 10 years. Um, I know a lot of y'all, this was, I guess, your favorite artist? But let's remember, right? Okay, he's being sentenced for not only shooting Meg Thee Stallion, but I think also he was carrying a weapon against, which was goes against his parole or something. He also isn't a citizen of the United States, so I, I don't know if it's illegal for them to also carry weapons when they're not supposed to. Either way, he also didn't show remorse for shooting her, but um, I don't know, like, stop. 
I think I'm just shocked to see how many of y'all really are in support of Tory Lanez because a lot of you guys are acting as if Megan shot herself and is lying about it. It was either her, it was either Tory or Kelsey who shot this woman, right? Like Megan had nothing to do with this. Um, a lot of the evidence is pointing towards it being Tory Lanez. Um, he even said like, I'm not. Uh, he, what did he say? He's like, I'm not guilty, but if I were to have done this, blame it on my upbringing and because I was such a bad child and X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. Like, who says something like that when they're an innocent person? Like, I don't know. It's really sad to see how many people are going against Megan over something that happened to her. Like, you would think that she shot herself in the foot and she's just sitting up here lying for sympathy like she was the one who was the victim in all of this and I would think that a lot of people would be supportive of her you know like I, I'm just really surprised Tori has as many fans if I'm gonna be honest he even put out a statement on Instagram apparently his fans are called the umbrellas I don't get where that name comes from but he said this to the umbrellas I have never let a hard time intimidate me. I will never let no jail time eliminate me. Regardless of how they try to spin my words, I have always maintained my innocence, and I always will. This week in court, I took responsibility for all verbal and intimate moments that I shared with the parties involved. That's it. Let's also not forget that he taunted Megan on the internet for this. Like, how do you shoot your friend and then go and and make fun of her on the internet and get people to hate her over something that happened to her and she wasn't even going to press charges against this munchkin and he's going to turn around and be horrible to her like he should have just kept his mouth shut and this all would have been this all would have gone away but he didn't want to be quiet right he then goes on to say in no shape in no way shape or form was i apologizing for the charges i'm being wrongfully convicted of i remain on the stance that i refuse to apologize for something i did not do I face adverse I, f I face adversity my whole life and every time it it looked like I would lose I came out on top. This is nothing but another moment where my back is up against the wall and I refuse to stop fighting till I come out victorious. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. To my family, friends and the umbrellas, thank you for your continued support. See you soon. Now I'll be honest, I don't think he's actually going to get the full 10 years. But I do think he needs to, like, maybe some time in jail will help him see the error of his ways. Because, like, you shot the girl, okay? Like, you shot her. And you deserve jail time for that, I think. And people out here saying, like, y'all are just trying to bring down another black man. Y'all are going against the black man. This is why the institution of the black man or black masculinity is falling now, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... People who do crimes deserve to do the time. I don't care what race you are. Um, like I will always support black people until you do something that's messed up. Um, and just because Tory is black does not mean he doesn't deserve to to do time for what he did. Like he harmed somebody else. He went out and made fun of her. He has turned so many people against this woman. Like what about black women? Like black women get so much hate all the time and i don't see anyone else like the people who are like saying don't hate black men in defense of tory lanes but what about the black woman who got shot like it's not like megan is making this up she was shot in the foot 
and there's proof that she was shot in the foot. People are even trying to deny the fact that she was actually shot, which is even a sadder thing to say. Like, it's like whenever a black man's involved in stuff and he is guilty, I would say, if he is guilty, then people are very quick to be like, oh, but you guys hate black men and that's why you, you're putting them down. Like, no, black men are not perfect. And if they're doing it, they're, they're out here doing crimes, they need to do the damn time. And not go on the internet and start taunting people over something that they did. Like, no one forced you to hold a gun to the woman and shoot her because of whatever drama y'all were doing. And then you're going to sit up there in the courtroom and talk about her sex life? About who she's dating, who she's not dating, why she got with someone else and not you? Like, you're just a disgusting human. Like, you really are. And you deserve... I, he deserves to be in jail all ten of those years. I don't think he will be. But he deserves to be. Um, and yeah, I wonder if he's going to get deported though, because I didn't know he was Canadian until this whole court case came out, but I wonder if he'll get deported for all this. And all the celebrities that like wrote in letters in defense of Tory, I don't know, man. If I were Megan, I would have a hit list and all of you will be getting, like, I'm not a witch and I don't do spells, but I would be saying a nice strongly worded prayer to God to handle my revenge because a lot of y'all deserve what's coming to you for how you've gone against Megan in this. So. But yeah, I didn't know Tori had this many fans. Like, I liked some of his songs that he put out on his EPs. But I didn't think he had this big of a fan base where people are like, no, not Tori. You know what I mean? Like, that just shows even more how much y'all just hate black women because <laughs> Tori Lanez is not... I mean, he's a well-known artist, and I won't deny his his somewhat talent, but I did not think he was this big of a star. Like, out of all the stars, I thought he was kind of at the bottom of them, working his way up. But anyway, I guess Rock Nation stands to see another day. Remember when his dad was like, Rock Nation, you will crumble. I don't know, they ain't crumbling yet. At least not over this little one. <laughs> Okay, something else I want to talk about, because this just came out, I think, yesterday. Y'all remember Michael Orr, who was the one of the main topics in, or one of the stars portrayed in um, The Blind Side? Well, it has come out that the actual Michael Orr is now suing his, his white family because apparently they never actually adopted him. And they bamboozled, tricked the man into signing paperwork for a conservatorship. And they've been making money off of him this whole time and he didn't know about it. Um, and so what's portrayed in the movie is not true at all. And so what's happening in the movie, right? Like if you've seen The Blind Side, they, they come off as like... Or Michael comes off as if he's this homeless guy who kind of grew up without a family and then he goes to this school like he I think he moves in with his friend or something and the dad puts them into this school because they both can play sports really well so they're able to get a scholarship and so while he's there I think the friend's dad kicks him out um, and this white family comes across him and takes him in basically and they help him to get better in school get better at football help him get a scholarship to college so he can go and play in college and he becomes the football star he is today right 
And it turns out that all of that is a lie. All of that's a lie. Um, I'm trying to find an article about this. Hold on. Let me see. Okay, I just found this tweet that kind of has the headlines in it, but it says NFL star Michael Orr, whose story inspired the Blindside movie, says the Tui family lied about adopting him and tricked him into signing conservatorship papers when he was 18 to exploit him. He has filed a legal petition to terminate the conservatorship. Michael Orr trusted the Tuies and signed where they told him to sign. What he signed, however, and unknown to Michael until after February of 2023, were not adoption papers or the equivalent of adoption papers. So I think what they ended up telling him was that like these adoption papers that we're giving you are like for you to be adopted as an adult. Cause I think people can do that, and there's a show about that actually. But anyway. But really, he wasn't being adopted at all. It was a conservatorship they were tricking him into. And I think also he found out recently that this family, the Tuies, are still gaining royalties from the movie The Blind Side. And he didn't even know that he's not, he doesn't have any money from all of this. Um, I'm reading now, I'm trying to read this People Magazine article um, real quick, but that is so sad because I actually really like The Blind Side like that's a really good movie and so I think Michael even said like, he didn't say anything about the movie not being true because he saw how much it inspired a lot of people and so he was just like whatever but it wasn't until this year where he found out all of this that they've been doing is a lie oh my gosh wow and so now a lot of people want Sandra Bullock to get her Oscar taken away for this movie because they feel like she duped them as well but like that's not really the case because if if Michael himself did not know this was a lie how could the woman portraying the actress in the movie know this is a lie like she doesn't know these people she just signed up for a movie that was supposed to be inspiring to people this is what I'm saying y'all like you can't always trust white people and I hate to say that because I'm not really the kind of person to put like to go against races or judge people based off a of race but time and time again white people have shown us that you just can't trust them man like they well like it's hard to, it's hard to find decent white people okay and if you're white listening to this i am so sorry to generalize the race but it really is like time and time again they have stabbed us in the back over their selfishness like we already know that like they like to make money off of our bodies and sports but just to see them take advantage of this boy all these years and even have this movie filmed about him and then still getting gaining royalties from this, I don't think he's gaining anything from this. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm just, I'm in shock because I really like that movie and it's so sad that they're, they're playing in this boy's face. I'm telling you, do not trust white people. I don't care what people say, like... I know, I don't know, white people can't always be our saviors, you know, like we have to be our own saviors at some point, but I just feel like sometimes even black people don't even want to help out their own race, so it's even harder sometimes where it's just like, who can you trust as a black person, because it's hard to trust our own people sometimes, and it's hard to trust other races because they hate us and they're racist. Um, 
I don't know, child. I hope he's able to get out of this conservatorship. It's like free Britney all over again. Free Michael. Um, I did see a picture of his family, though. He has a beautiful black family. Yes, I'm going to celebrate that he has a beautiful black family. Because a lot of those athletes will get in, will become pro athletes and then dump their black girls for white women. Because um, I guess they'll see as the white women as being able to elevate their status in society. But... I'm really happy to see that he's surrounding himself by a beautiful black woman and has beautiful black children. And I really pray he can get out of this because this is so sad. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. And I hope the two weeks go to hell. Because <laughs> how are you going to take advantage of a boy like that? Like, he, he thought, I don't, I don't know. I'll read this People Magazine article and see what they say. But I'm guessing he looked to them as family and they just out here making money off of the boy. Alright y'all, we're at the part of the show, at the end, time to wrap it up a little bit. Um, I want to add a new little segment where it's my unpopular opinion of the week. Um, Because I feel like I have a lot of unpopular opinions that we can discuss. So, this week a video has been going around of these white sorority girls. I think they're dancing to Nicki Minaj's and Ice Spice's Barbie song, whatever. And I think someone on Twitter was like, you don't see one person of color in the crowd especially a black person or whatever and I just want to say something I do not think and this is my unpopular opinion of this week I do not think that we always need to be integrated I think it's okay for each race each culture to have their own thing their own spaces especially for black people I feel like black people are constantly having to share their spaces and their culture with people and but no one else really seems to have to do that no one else is um, being pressured or guilted into having to share everything about their culture and space with others but black people and I think it's okay that sometimes we are segregated you know even during the civil rights movement they kept saying separate but equal and I think it's okay that we kind of go back to having spaces that are just our own I also don't know why like you guys fight so hard to be in white spaces when you can create a space for yourself as well like as someone who grew up in white spaces until college you're not missing out on much like and I had no other choice but to assimilate and be friends with a lot of white people because it's either that I was always friends with the black people that I went to school with but you know sometimes I understand like if you're in a situation where it's like it's just you and them and you want to have friends like you have to you have to fight your way in but if you're in a situation where there's other choices why do you fight so hard to be in the space that doesn't really want you to begin with or you have to jump through so many hurdles just to feel accepted and then at the end of the day you kind of still aren't accepted like I'm telling you now like those of you who have a majority white French group and you are one of the only black people in that group I can guarantee you you're probably not as close to those people as you think you are um, you might be close to maybe one or two of them but the whole group they will go and do stuff without you and not even bat an eye so my unpopular opinion of the week is that we don't always need to be integrated and it's okay for them to have their space to do their white stuff okay like we can have our own spaces as well um i mean kind of i don't know with this political climate they're trying to take away everything that isn't for rich white people but 
I'm just saying, stop trying to fit in so much with them and find your own lane. You do not always have to be one of them, you know? It's okay. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, episode this week. I had a lot to share. I'm excited to be back and I will be posting weekly. So please, was it subscribe? Tell your friends, share this podcast. I want to get to like 3,000 listeners a week. So yeah, um, thank you guys. Um, and let me know. Follow me on Instagram at Ashley Unscripted. And let me know what you think of any of the topics we talked about today. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.